Chaser, Platinum Edition. Uh, now, look, uh, Prince Andrew, the, the man everyone is talking about. First interview, of course, with the BBC. Mm. Second interview, of course, with us here at Radio Chaser. Exclusively exclusive. A Radio Chaser exclusive interview exclusive. It's exclusive. That's right. All the big names talk to me, usually just before they go to jail. But... (laughs) But this is Prince Andrew. This is royalty we're talking about, so um, he probably won't go to jail. I, I so. would have asked you if you're worried to talk to Prince Andrew, like in terms of your personal safety, but you are kind of the opposite of a 16-year-old girl, child. So I <laughs> yeah. think you were going to be okay. Although, to be fair, Jeffrey Epstein, not yeah. very safe. Yeah, anyway, true. look, Charles sat down with the troubled royal and looked, asked the tough questions. Prince Andrew, thank you for joining me. I understand your nickname is Mr. Liar Liar Pants on Fire. Yes. Can I call you that? Yes. Cool. Out of interest, why did you get that nickname? I don't know why I've, I've, I've um, collected that title. Well, that's a lie. Okay, uh, now, you totally came across as a creepy pervert last night. Do you think it was a good idea to go on national television when you're clearly guilty? I don't think it is a wise thing to do. <laughs> I agree. Now, I hear you came to Sydney once. Yes. And you seem to have a tendency to stay in the houses of, well, interesting people. I mean, you stayed at Ivan Malat's house. Yes. Did you go out on the town with him? No, it was a shooting weekend. Straightforward shooting weekend. Why did you choose Malat's house? It was a convenient place to stay. Convenient? He was in jail! Well, it's been nice to meet you, Prince Andrew. Uh, Can I just get a selfie with you? Yes. Oh, look, it's a great photo. I don't remember that photograph ever being taken. Radio Chaser, Platinum Edition. Ah. Radio Chaser, brought to you by Israel Falau's Church. Ever wanted to know what a guy whose only qualification is being good at rugby thinks about theology? Now you can. Israel Falau's Church. Yes, thank you very much, Israel Folau's Church, for your support of the program and, uh, and of course, very timely, very timely sponsorship, guys, because, of course, Israel Folau has, uh, you know, made the mistake of, of speaking again. Um, he's, done, he's done it again, opened that, uh, that mouth thing in his face. Look, uh, he's posted a, a, another one of his obscure online sermons, this, this time saying that the bushfires that we've had are, are God's punishment for same-sex relationships, uh, you know, especially oh, same-sex marriage. There's a lot to unpack there, isn't there? Well, let's not <laughs> unpack it. Let's, let's, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, look, it wouldn't be so annoying if the media, uh, including us, didn't mm. constantly tell everybody everything that this irrelevant knobhead says. Mm. You know, um, I mean, that that's the thing. Like, if he just did his thing and we didn't have to hear about yes. it. Oh, if he was just be... in the pub... And yeah. no one was listening to him like all the other crazy people. <laughs> That's right. I mean, you know, if, a, if an idiot tree falls down, does the whole forest of dickheads, you know, I forget the saying. But <laughs> <laughs> That's a now, very good point, Andrew. I hope we haven't spent a lot of time and energy making a sketch about this phenomenon. <laughs> well, it's funny you should say so, Dom, because a new product <laughs> has come to the rescue. Are you tired of hearing everything that Israel Folau ever says? Yes. What if I told you, you don't need to hear every single tiny thing that Israel Folau says? Don't I? No! But every time I turn on the TV or read the news or even just open my window a tiny fraction, everyone is constantly screaming at me about whatever Israel Folau just said. You need... 
for Lau phones. Israel for Lau cancelling headphones. Just as noise cancelling headphones stop noise by making the opposite sounds, for Lau phones stop Israel's comments by saying the opposite thing. Hi, this is your for Lau phone speaking. It's perfectly okay not to be straight. Climate change has led to an increased risk of bushfires. Mmm, the lovely sound of sanity. The world works according to facts, not raving loony bullshit. Oh, thank you, Falau phones. So wear a set of Falau cancelling headphones today. Also available in Sam Newman, Barnaby Joyce and industrial strength, Mark Latham. Radio Chaser, Platinum Edition. Yeah, now look, Israel Falau back in the news again. More uh, comments, this time linking uh, the bushfires and so on with the legalising same-sex marriage. Lots of lovely stuff from Israel. Uh, he does get in trouble quite a lot for these homophobic comments, doesn't he, Charles? I mean, uh, he was kicked out of the uh, you know the, the rugby team, the Wallabies, for, for this kind of stuff. Ah, uh, yeah. And look, I, try, I actually disagree with him because I, I tried this whole, you know, the Bible will save the bushfires. Mm. And I went and put a whole lot of Bibles on the bushfires last night. Oh, no. And it didn't do anything. They just, actually, the fires got bigger. Oh, yeah, look, that, that might have been a, might have been a mistake on your part. Now, uh, <laughs> look, he, he got in trouble with the rugby people. The, the, the NRL won't have him back. And look, Charles, the latest problem he's got, which is probably a problem that you share now, mm. having burnt the Bibles, is that uh, he's in trouble with God. And God's apparently no, investigating yeah. him for a breach of contract. And in fact, uh, Israel Falah's boss is on the line right now. God, are you there? Of course I'm here, Dom. I'm everywhere. So, in your divine opinion, God, is it fair that Israel Folau was found to have breached his contract? Very fair, yes, yes. He has not upheld the standards expected of a football player. In in what way? Well, he's never publicly dangled his knob into a schooner on Mad Monday, has he? He's never once bubbled into his own mouth, and he's certainly never jabbed his finger up a fellow player's hellhole, which makes him a disgrace to professional football. That's a good point. Yeah, so, I mean, as for Lau's boss, uh, what sort of punishment will you give him, God? Well, I wasn't going to punish him at all, really, but I'm afraid I've been overruled by my own boss, Alan Jones. Radio Chaser, Platinum Edition. Playing Rock Scratters hits on 104.9 Sydney's Triple M. This is Radio Chaser. You know, I was thinking there's not enough nostalgia nowadays. There's not nearly as much nostalgia as there used to be. Yeah, I liked it when you first thought of that a few years ago. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So so I decided that I'm going to do a sitcom quiz. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through the opening title sequence of a whole lot of sitcoms from the 80s and early 90s, and you have to name which sitcom they're from. And, yeah, some of them are easy, some of them are a bit hard, but just jump in as soon as you sort of recognise it, okay? So, here's the first one. Now the world don't move. Different strokes. Different strokes. Correct, Andrew. I used to love different strokes. I used to love it. Oh, you're not allowed to uh, to quote any of the of the lines though because it's well, I'm white, so I'm, I can't I can't relive any of the, I, uh, any of the uh, great moments. I think moments. you're specifically talking about this quote. What are you talking about, Willis? Yeah. Yes, I wanted to say that. Yeah, you can't. You just can say it when yeah. they used to ask how Willis was doing. Yeah, I'd have to say, um, what on earth are you talking about, Willis, old fellow? Exactly. Um, <laughs> we're very enlightened nowadays. Okay. Speaking of enlightenment, 
What's this one? Mm. Oh. Familiar, isn't it? It rings a bloody bell. Ooh. It's kind of funky. Yep. Two and a half men. Right. Uh, it's not. When it's, it's not wrong. like Webster or something. Or... Oh, very close. I, we did have Webster, but I decided to cut it at the last minute because that's incredibly hard. Now, this one, what, Quaaludes, anyone? Anyone want to? Oh, you th- mm. the thing that Andrew guessed halfway through. What? Cosby showed. Oh, about only 20 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, you feel free to jump in with the answer with, like, <laughs> by saying correct. <laughs> You're allowed to go correct when somebody says the correct you, answer. Say... Yeah, I only I said just, it into the Can I the just have a little intervention briefly? Mm. I have noticed Charles is very, very bad at hosting quizzes on this show. Amazingly bad. Yeah, I just yeah. I wonder if like we should this maybe should be the bit of the the swan song of um of Charles doing quizzes. <laughs> I think maybe it should because it's very hard to win when the host just doesn't acknowledge you've said the correct answer. Okay, well like, I think never Dom, get a carry over champ. Dom gets the points for that one. Okay, <laughs> here's the last one. I decided that we'd go out on one that you definitely won't get because it's going to be really, really hard. Making your oh. way in the world today takes everything you got. Oh, yeah, we should all sing Taking along. Break, <laughs> Are you going to make us so say it? Take a lot. <laughs> We're the place where everybody knows your name. If only it was the quiz show where the hosts knew the answers. Radio Chaser, the Platinum Edition. You guys going to subscribe, do you think, to Disney Plus? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's already launched, actually. It's like a really amazing opportunity to see all your favorite Disney characters pulling really sad faces because it's crashed. So <laughs> apparently that's what happens. Like, it's all like, uh, sorry, Disney Plus is down. There's this sad Mickey or a sad, a sad Elsa from Frozen or something. But I'm Frozen sure they'll get it right. Look, I'm sure they'll get it right. I mean, and Apple's got one, too. Apple's got a, a streaming service. Too. I mean, if anything, my feeling is they're just... Aren't enough streaming services? Netflix, Amazon, Stan. If you've ever spent three hours scrolling through the thousands of shows on these apps, there's only one thought you'll have in your mind. There aren't enough shows. That's right. There aren't enough shows. That's why Apple TV Plus is choosing this moment, this moment of too few shows, to bring you some shows. Finally, some shows. What does Apple TV Plus offer? Shows. Because at this dry point in TV history, everyone needs more shows. Finally, some shows to watch when I'm not watching Stranger Things, Queer Eye, Black Mirror, Peaky Blinders, Get Shorty, Unbelievable, The Crown, The Handmaid's Tale, Mindhunter, Orange is the New Black, the new version of The Dark Crystal, Apple the new TV version Plus, of Gilmore Girls, Because shows, you need shows, like a drowning man needs a hose. Good Omens, The Haunting of Hill House, Mr. Robot, Carnival. Radio Chaser, Platinum Edition. Prince Andrew... You got to hand it to him. He he had a genius strategy, don't you think? He was he was accused of well, basically being a bit of a pedophile. Yes, and basically. he was all just maintaining a sort of royal silence, and everyone was sort of mm. saying, "Well, I suppose he's a royal. They never do interviews anyway, mm. so it doesn't really matter." But he went, "No, I'm going to go on the front foot. I'm going to stuff up this interview <laughs> and and look like I'm as guilty as sin, and that way." No one can ever complain that they didn't know I was as guilty as him. It's a classic PR tactic. Yeah. I mean, you've seen it, I think, in the West Wing where the person just takes all the interviews for hours, asks me everything, I'm just going to get it out there. Mm. It's not as good when you look as dodgy as Prince Andrew during the nah. interview. It is. A, it's worth 
watching the whole interview. It, it, it's an hour long, but it is amazing how many times someone can cram into a single hour the look of lying. So, <laughs> <laughs> look, look to, to be fair, that there there is a there, there's more agreement between the sides than you're making out. Okay, mm-hmm. both sides agree that Prince Andrew spent the night in question with children. Mm. It's just which children ah, is what they disagree about. Because he yeah. says it was his children, yeah. and everyone else says it was a child prostitute. Yeah, so, yeah, that's it's, it's, yeah. yeah, and and look, of overlap and there, are, there. I mean, there's some pretty plausible denials that go on. Mm. I mean, the, the woman who's making this um, accusation about him being a pedophile claimed that he was very sweaty, and and he had this to say: I have a peculiar medical condition, which is that I don't sweat. Um, or I didn't sweat at the time, because I um, had suffered what I would describe as an overdose of adrenaline in the Falklands War when I was shot at, Uh, and I simply, it was was almost impossible for me to, to, to sweat. Well, it sure sounds like you're sweating then. He's got that functionality back. Look, everyone is talking about this. I'll tell you what, the other royals not happy. Here's what they said about Prince Andrew's interview. The Queen. He has brought shame upon our family. The very idea of royalty visiting Pizza Express. Prince Philip. I'll never understand that, boy. Why couldn't he just shag the occasional pony like the rest of us? Prince Charles. I can't believe he brought that vile sexual deviant to Sandringham. Though he did fit in terribly well. Princess Eugenie. Daddy looks like a silly, unconvincing twat with absolutely no idea about the real world. The perfect royal. Prince Edward. I'm troubled by all of these stories about Epstein being murdered. We wouldn't just bump off someone who was an embarrassment to us, would we? Other than Diana, obviously. Fergie. And who doesn't sweat, he said. He certainly did when I used to dress him up as a randy swan and use a riding crop on his quivering buttocks. Tally-ho! And Boris Johnson. Prince Andrew comes off as a spoiled nincompoop who'll shag anything that moves and scurry quickly away from the consequences. Very decent of him to take the heat off me. That's what they said. Radio Chaser. Platinum Edition. Welcome to the future. (laughs) That's right. This is the segment where I usually review some sort of crap (laughs) Bluetooth-enabled smart gadget. And I was researching this week's one, which was going to be about a smart belt called (laughs) called Belty. And it, it fixed a very specific problem, which was that when you stand up, your belt sometimes needs readjusting to be made a bit tighter. It was a problem solved just for fat Americans. So I have decided to actually review a product which I reckon is just absolutely awesome oh dear. this week. It's called The Laundroid by a Japanese company called Seven Dreamers. It's got AI neural networks, deep learning. It's got robotic arms on the inside that'll pick up a piece of clothing and scan it with the camera in 3D to see what kind of clothing item it is. That's right. It, it's a machine, a $16,000 machine, mind you, that folds your clothes. Oh, that's, uh, that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Fold my clothes, machine. Which, what are you waiting for? Large, black, slick thing. It looks like a sort of overextended, tall fridge. And you just put your clothes in there. And it, and it folds them uh, with, with the arms. For example, this Verge t-shirt, um, the robotic arms would pick it up and it would determine which side is the front, where's the collar, how long are the sleeves. And this reviewer here, she's from a website called The Verge. So she's got her t-shirt and she's throwing it into the folding machine. 
And then there's just this long delay. So we just might have broken a $16,000 laundry folding robot uh, because I <laughs> insisted on demoing it with a Verge t-shirt that I brought. Initially, they said, oh, well, you, you've just got to wait for the machine to decide what to do, that there's just a problem in the AI or something like that. And then they show this footage of this guy in a suit um, lying on his back underneath the machine, trying to <laughs> pull it out, trying to yank out this T-shirt. I feel really anxious and apologetic, and I never meant to harm this machine. Eventually, they sort of this man walks over and gives her back a very much unfolded, crinkled T-shirt <laughs> with this sort of like laughter that I can only describe as a laughter of hatred. Uh, thank you. Okay. Yeah, and uh. then and then they just say goodbye to her. Anyway, so so the question is, why did this happen? Why did this otherwise amazing machine stuff up on this one single T-shirt? You know, what went wrong? It's got arms, it's got Alexa, it's got AI. What went wrong? Um, this Verge T-shirt didn't work because it's black and it's only set up to work with bright colours. It only works with bright coloured clothes. Just, just a minor flaw. Um, so it's not not a not a machine for an emo family. <laughs> That's right. But if you've got extremely bad tasting clothes, then this is for you. This is going to be absolutely fine. Tell you what, it wouldn't work in Melbourne. Radio Chaser Platinum Edition. Uh, I was thinking of planning a holiday this year. Were well, you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was getting, you know, I was getting a little bit frisky. I was feeling a little bit frisky. Mm. And uh, so I checked out the results of the Australia Talks survey. Yeah, because everyone goes to the ABC when planning a dirty weekend. Don't <laughs> I they? do. I go to the ABC website, and I, 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 they've got there. They've actually measured how often people do the business in Australia, mm. and they've created a kind of uh, kind of friskiness map, a heat map, a sort of a heat map, Charles. <laughs> yes, it's uh, to find out you know where the where people are doing it the most, where people are doing it the least. That the one town where nobody does it. In the whole of Australia is none other than Port Macquarie. Ah, yes. Right here in New South Wales. Port Macquarie is officially Australia's driest town. <laughs> in the sense. I would have thought ABC of... headquarters at Ultimo would be the, the most sexless <laughs> yeah. place in Australia. But no, it's Port Macquarie. Well done. Yeah, can't imagine much going on there either. Not to be put off, however, the local tourism board has actually turned this into a positive. Hey, honey, how would you like a weekend away, just the two of us? A dirty weekend? No, a clean weekend. Oh, in Port Macquarie. If your marriage is falling apart, visit Port Macquarie. Named Australia's most sexless town. Choose from hundreds of places not to have sex in. Lineburners Creek. Want to go skinny dipping? Nah, nah, let's just stand beside the creek for a bit with our clothing buttoned up really tight. Well, that's sensible. G-Bung Picnic Area. My libido just went bung. Perpendicular point. There's no perpendicular point in my pants. Port Macquarie even boasts locations with sexy names to remind you what you're missing out on. Here we are at Nobby's Beach, sweetheart. But there'll be no Nobbies on this beach. Ooh, it's Willy Willy National Park. No, it isn't. And here we are at Blackbutt. Uh, let's just move on from this one. Pour cold water on your relationship at Port Macquarie, the Long Johns of Australia. Radio Chaser, Platinum Edition. Ah. So, guys, it seems to me like the latest trend in 
plane news in, in airplanes is mm. like long, long, long flights, Yes, right? It's like somehow they think that that's what we want. We want to stay in a plane even, even longer than we have mm. to. Somehow they've computed that that's what we want. So we had obviously the um, New York to Sydney test flight. Yes. That's 20 hours. Mm. Brutal. Now they're doing London to Sydney. Ah, yes. Horrible. Oh. Would you do it? No. I actually went on the longest commercial flight uh, when it existed, which was New York to Singapore, which was 19 and a half hours flight. I was on that flight. Oh. And it was one of the worst experiences of my life. Yeah, I did, um, a couple of months ago, I, I did uh, Hong Kong to New York with a, a little toddler screaming. It felt like 30 hours. Mm. You don't want to do that. I mean, i tell you what I would never do. Any test flight, any flight that has test before it. That's mm. true. I just don't want to be involved. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just not, not my... enticing. No. I, I want to know when Rex is going to get into this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. you know how they always do, like, Sydney to Newcastle or yeah, yeah, Sydney yeah. to Wagga. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I want, I want to go on a Rex flight for... 20 hours. Oh, that would be delightful, <laughs> wouldn't it? Well, look, I mean, who knows? We can't really know. We haven't we haven't done these 20-hour flights, but I have actually found some recording from the pilot from one of these 20-hour flights. Good morning, you poor bastards. This is your captain speaking. Uh, I'd like to welcome you aboard this record-breaking 20-hour Qantas flight. Our flight time today is, uh, oh, 20 hours, obviously. Uh, to ensure you remain occupied, the cabin crew has prepared some activities that take 20 hours. Uh, you have a choice of trying to open one of those packets of ham that says Easy Peel on the corner. That usually takes 20 hours. Or you might like to read the terms and conditions of your latest smartphone update. Uh, if neither of those appeal, you can try to help your parents find their email password. Although I suspect we'll need a 200-hour flight for you to complete that task. Meanwhile, sit back, relax, and uh, enjoy a packet of pistachios where all the shells are fully closed. Radio Chaser, Platinum Edition. Cat's pajamas or cat's piss. Righto, Tommy and Charles, it's time for you to decide if these stories are cat's pajamas or cat's piss. Now, I don't know if you're across uh, the music awards this week, but Beyonce's daughter has won a major songwriting award. Wow. Now, it's kind of not surprising that the talent runs in the family. What, what makes this kind of a, a little bit more interesting is that Beyonce's daughter is seven. Oh. Now, and she's seven years old. She's won this major songwriting award in America um, for a hit song because she's credited, right, as a co-writer of the song along with her mum and several other people. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, w- w- what do you think? I mean, is, has, she made a, has the seven-year-old made a significant contribution to uh, popular music? Well, I, I think that my kids deserve to get a driver's license because when I did, last did my driving test, they were in the car with me. Mm. So on, on the logic of, well, we'll put the seven-year-old down on the co-writing of the song, then my, mm. I think my kids deserve their bloody driver's well, license. To be fair, actually, mm. they've been providing for the past two years the ethical dilemmas segment. Um, mm. The content, I'm, I'm assuming you're sharing your paycheck <laughs> with your children, are you, Charles? Is that yes, I am. That's the whole problem with Hello, kids. Hello, and Now, look, I think this is perfectly, perfectly reasonable. I, I want to see more of this kind of stuff. I mean, it all started when Jesus muscled his way into his dad's religion. And it's been going on ever since. You know, yeah. Kids coming to work and just taking over. I'm all for it. Yeah, right. Bring your kid to work day. Uh, now, there's a pair of gay penguins. Good mm. news and good news for penguins. Honestly, there is a same-sex penguin couple. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, well, they've obviously got to be a bit of a parenting urge, mm. as same-sex couples do. So what they've gone and done, this same-sex... I should say this is in the, in Holland. 
Oh, it's not happening of here. Course same-sex penguins. Got very European yeah. same-sex penguins. Um, I bet you they make porn videos on the side as well. Well, you'll have to Google them. Why don't you just look up, uh, I can't pronounce it, Deer and Park Amersfoort <laughs> Zoo, if you can spell I've it. Got that hot, uh, I've got that bookmarked, actually. <laughs> and uh, yeah, One of my favourite hot sites yeah. for, for uh, a bit of penguin oh, on penguin oh, action. Oh, porn hoob. Incognito mode, though. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they want to raise an egg, this same-sex penguin, and they've stolen an egg. They've actually stolen oh. another penguin's egg. And they've started uh, sort of parenting this egg as their own. Well, now, this, what, what do you make of this? This is exactly what Lyle Shelton and Corey Bernardi said would happen. They did. They said it was a slippery penguin-filled yeah. slope, didn't they? <laughs> mm. Just you have <laughs> penguin, gay penguins stealing other people's eggs. It's come to pass, yes, isn't it? All because of gay marriage. Yep, yeah. Yep. It's actually it's it's also Israel Folau's been warning mm. uh, bushfires <laughs> and, and gay penguins stealing eggs. Israel yeah. has said that in its sermon. Very sensible stuff. Oh, look, what next? What's the next disaster that's going to happen? Uh, people people treat gay people kindly. <laughs> I hope not. No. Off to Antarctica with these gay penguins. All right, I say ship them off.